Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io/ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information you ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in you crave wide open spaces the chance to chase your own dinner or just breathe clean air well listen up there's a whole world out there waiting and finding your piece of it just got easier head over to land.com they've got ranches forest mountains you name it search by acreage price location they've got it all no matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality so quit dreaming head over to land.com Find your open space and get out there. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. Hello, and welcome back to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. I'm your host, Jay Harris. I've had over 20 years of experience as a journalist and sportscaster, hosting a variety of ESPN shows from SportsCenter to Outside the Lines. I'm also a serious juicer, taking the key ingredients of motivation, daring, and voyeuristic interest and blending them up into succulent scandals for all of you to enjoy. Hmm. Ugh. Okay, here's the thing about juicing. Sometimes you mess up the ingredients, and it doesn't taste all that great. A little too much lemon juice, getting overzealous with the turmeric root, going a little gaga with the ginger, and... Yeah. In our last episode, I told you the story we're into really tugs at my heartstrings, that it's a tough scandal to swallow because of the undeniable innocence of the kid at the center of the whole thing, Danny Almonte the first kid to pitch a perfect game in the Little League World Series. Yeah, he turned out to be 14 years old instead of 12 years old. But he sure didn't know he was breaking any rules, living and training under the manipulation of his father Felipe Almonte and coach Rolando Paulino in South Bronx. And regardless of his age, he worked hard, really hard, breaking through destitution in the Dominican Republic and assimilation challenges in the United States to achieve an athletic feat that eludes even most major league pitchers. We humans drink up scandals swirling around baddies, the philanderers, the murderers, heck, even the fraudsters, like Greek gods guzzling ambrosia. But when a kid is involved, a kid like Danny who doesn't even know he's involved because he doesn't understand English, well, that's a tale that stings even the least discerning palates. Unless, of course, there is some redemption for the innocent. So, of course, that's what I'm going to serve up. It's time to pour a fresh glass of juice, one with all the right ingredients for Danny Almonte's redemption. Swill up, and let's find out what happened to the people who did play dirty, Felipe Almonte and Rolando Paulino.
Let's start with Felipe de Jesus Amante, Danny's dad, who immigrated to America six years before Danny moved in with him and his coach, Rolando Paulino. What is with this guy using his super talented son as a pawn? The scale of his deception is hard to rationalize, even in light of his family's impoverished beginnings. Maybe he leaned on the famous Dominican proverb, if fate throws a knife at you, there are two ways of catching it, by the blade or by the handle for justification. The truth is that none of us can ever know exactly what was going on in Felipe's head or the exact tipping point that motivated him to do what he did. He's quite a character. If you ask Felipe why he lied about Danny's age, he swears he did it only for his son, to help him get ahead in life. But it's hard to imagine that Felipe's actions were entirely selfless, especially given Danny's perspective two decades after the Little League World Series scandal. They always say that I'm the cheater guy, Danny says in the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary about his life. That's Danny the cheater. And they don't know the whole story. I think that my dad and coach Paulino took advantage of me and it made me feel bad. Whatever he was thinking, Felipe dragged his young son's reputation through the mud under the glare of relentless international media attention. And while he and Danny's mother, Sonia Rojas Breton, were long separated, he managed to get her on board when it came to playing dirty too. When the Associated Press visited her in her tiny cinder block house in the Dominican Republic, they found Sonia, a proud 28-year-old, firmly behind her ex-husband Felipe's story amidst the clutter of Danny's old gold-plated baseball trophies. What did she make of Victor Romero, the head of the National Public Records Office in the Dominican Republic, declaring that their nation's official position was that Danny had been born in 1987, the AP reporter asked. I don't know why those people are lying, Sonia replied firmly. They must envy Danny. He's always wanted to play, ever since he started batting a bottle cap with a broomstick. I gave birth to him in my own house. I know where and when he was born, regardless of what people say. She admitted that she and Felipe hadn't officially registered Danny's birth date with the Dominican authorities until the year 2000, but showed the visiting reporter a handwritten birth certificate in her possession a relic that claimed Danny's birth happened at a town close to her home called Jamoa, with the assistance of a midwife in 1989, just as her ex-husband Felipe had stated. Sonia further insisted that there were witnesses who signed that 1989 birth certificate. So there. Only it didn't end there. Not by a long shot. Aesop's famous words, united we stand, divided we fall, just didn't hold true for the Amante family in the least. Despite the fact that their stories were perfectly aligned, by the time Felipe Amante made a defiant stand on Good Morning America, reaching approximately 15 million viewers with his proclamation that he hadn't cheated anyone, insisting again that Danny was 12, and blaming the Dominican government for any paperwork mix-up that had occurred, his fate was sealed. Because, you see, Victor Romero of the Dominican Republic's National Public Records Office was absolutely not going to stand for any malarkey. Felipe had made things personal by trying to peg his family's escalating scandal on incompetence by Dominican officials. Beyond feeling insulted, Dominican officials, aware that their reputation, as well as the reputation of one of their country's biggest exports, baseball players, was hanging in the balance, had to take decisive action. Victor Romero personally oversaw the investigation and, can you guess what his first steps were into unraveling Felipe Almonte's public accusations of the Dominican Republic's national incompetence? 
while checking up on the alleged witnesses whose signatures adorned the 1989 version of Danielle Monte's birth certificate, of course. In a twist that added more fire to this fuel-packed juice of a scandal, these witnesses vehemently denied even knowing Felipe and Sonia, let alone signing their son Danny's birth certificate. There are a number of contradictions in the second birth certificate, Victor Romero said, referring to the document Sonia had produced listing the 1989 date. Neither the witnesses, the hospital, nor the local authorities could confirm Danny Almonte was born in Jamoa. Ramon Morel Cerda, the president of the Dominican Electoral Committee, further confirmed that the witnesses denied knowing the family or having signed the birth certificate. Talk about decisive, corroborated, and convincing evidence against Felipe's story. Victor Romero held this up as proof and officially declared Danny's age to be 14, per the Dominican Republic's National Public Record Office. The fallout was swift and severe for Felipe, who ESPN's Jim Capel dubbed the worst stereotype of the Little League parent sprung to life. Felipe Almonte was formally charged with falsifying a birth certificate to make his son appear to be 12 when he actually was 14, and thus too old for participation in Little League. And there was more, according to Victor Romero's investigation. Even if Danny had been eligible for participation in Little League, there was no way that Danny could have played in the required six Little League games to qualify for participation in the World Series. This is because it turned out that Danny immigrated to New York after June 2000, rather than earlier in the year 2000. How did Victor Romero figure this out? Because Danny Almonte finished seventh grade on June 15, 2000 in the Dominican Republic, according to Boulevard de Luna Gomez, vice president of the Andres Bellos Primary School in Mocha. We can't lie, Gomez told the Associated Press. He was here, and the records show this. It is the truth. And if authorities ask us to turn the documents in, we are ready to do so. This meant that there simply weren't enough qualifying Little League games for Danny to have played in between his immigration to the United States and the time he took to the pitcher's mound and wowed the baseball world in 2001. This was damning evidence. Joan Dalmau, the spokeswoman for the Rolando Paulino All-Stars team, tried to defend the Baby Bombers' Little League World Series win, doubling down on the lies by denying that Danny had lived in the Dominican Republic until June 2000. I saw him in May here, in the Bronx, playing in a regular season game, Dalmau said, so there was no way he was in the Dominican Republic in June. But Victor Romero and the Dominican Republic officials refuted El Mal's claim in support of Felipe's account, confirming that Danny Almonte had absolutely been in a Dominican school until June. It helped Victor Romero's cause that the people nearest and dearest to the Almonte family also started to turn on Felipe and Sonia in an effort to keep the stink of scandal as far from themselves as possible. Jose Rojas, Danny Almonte's uncle who initially supported Felipe, saying that Danny had been in the United States for nearly two years, retracted his earlier statement, saying it was possible he was in Mocha Dominican Republic until June, as Victor Romero's investigation claimed. What did all these findings shake out to? Danny had been ineligible for the Little League World Series not just because of his age, 
but also because he hadn't played in the six Little League games required for qualification. Lies upon lies. Felipe de Jesus Almonte will be arrested as soon as he sets foot in this country, said Victor Romero at the conclusion of his investigation in the Dominican Republic. The arrest warrant was a real problem for Felipe Almonte because the scandal breaking had very publicly ousted him as living in the United States illegally under an expired visa. Not only was he now one of the most public illegal immigrants in America, but he was also being taken to task by New York State for truancy. Remember how Felipe lied about registering Danny for Public School 70 in the Bronx? Yeah, well, it turns out that New York takes the deprivation of education pretty darn seriously. Under New York's compulsory education laws, it's the responsibility of parents to make sure their children go to school and an offender on Felipe's scale who had kept his child out of school for over a year could face jail time. So without a legal right to stay in the United States and facing severe truancy charges in New York State, Felipe had to flee back to the Dominican Republic, even with the Dominican officials intent on seeing him brought to justice. Victor Romero made good on his threat. Dominican officials handed a warrant for Felipe's arrest to his second wife, Marisol Maria Inoa Sanchez de Almonte, to ensure he didn't slip through their hands upon returning to the country. Marisol pleaded with both Dominican and U.S. officials, including President Bush, to pardon her husband, insisting that he should be forgiven for his mistakes. We had to commit this little fraud to give this opportunity to this child, Marisol Maria Inoa Sanchez told the New York Times. But the officials did not have forgiveness on their minds. On his arrival in the Dominican Republic, Felipe was charged with falsifying public documents, and not just Danny's birth certificate either. Twist, 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 people. Felipe was also charged with having tried the exact same scheme with Danny's older brother, Juan. Apparently, Felipe had forged Juan's birth certificate to make him appear two years younger so that he, too, could play Little League Baseball in New York. Sure, Juan didn't garner the same headlines as his younger brother, and so this deception had managed to fly under the radar. But now it was out. The fact that the Dominicans had proven Felipe to be a double offender of the same scheme made it extremely unlikely that Danny's false age had been any sort of mistake. Felipe Almonte remained defiant even as the truth of his cheating came to light, saying, if I'm arrested, I will go tranquilly. My heart will not beat one beat faster because I know I was trying to create opportunities for my son. But would a selfless father have muddied his son's reputation for a moment in the spotlight? A moment that almost certainly would have arrived anyway without rule-breaking given the level of Danny's talent? Hmm, sour, sour-tasting juice all around when it comes to Felipe's behavior. Felipe wound up with warnings and fines rather than prison time in the Dominican Republic, but he did get a lifetime ban from Little League International and he had lost the last thread of his son's trust. When LA Times reporter Jerry Crow visited with Danny Almonte in 2004, three years after his perfect game and the ensuing storm, he wrote that Felipe, visa expired, returned to the Dominican Republic shortly after the scandal broke, and Danny Almonte, stung that he was left alone in an unfamiliar place to face its aftermath, has only recently started speaking to him again. 
That means that for more than two years after Felipe abandoned him for a second time, this time on the other side of the Atlantic, with insufficient English understanding and in the midst of debilitating media scrutiny, Danny refused to communicate with his father. Felipe Cordova, one of Danny Almonte's closest friends and confidants in New York after the Little League World Series debacle, says that Almonte is naturally quiet and shy, but that he grew ever more inward when the scandal broke. Once Felipe left the country and Danny finally understood what had happened, he cried, stung by the international criticism born of his parents and coaches' betrayal. Everything was on him, Cordova says. He was here by himself. All the weight fell on him. Everybody else was gone. That's when he felt lonely. I can only imagine how devastating and traumatic that must have been for Danny. Of course, not everybody else was gone when Felipe Almonte fled back to the Dominican Republic. Young Danny, with his career opportunities put on ice and no means of going anywhere else, remained living with his coach, Rolando Paulino, Paulino's wife, Carmen, and their daughter in the South Bronx Projects. Their 14th floor apartment with no elevator access must have been stifling for Danny as he grappled with his parents and his coach turned guardian's deceit. Even as Rolando Paulino housed their son Danny, he publicly distanced himself from Felipe and Sonia Almonte. Film star Elizabeth Taylor once said that you find out who your real friends are when you're involved in a scandal. So true. And for the Almontes, it became crystal clear that Rolando's history of friendship with Felipe, spanning over decades from the Dominican Republic to New York, was worth less than a penny under the glare of negative international press. With a baseball diamond as his stage, Rolando Paulino declared, the father and mother of Danny, they lied to us. I had a visa and a passport handed to me. I was going by the documentation the father provided. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Well, Rolando Paulino's words just didn't taste right, wouldn't you say? Like a big old spoonful of castor oil when you're sick. Yeah. When things taste off, let's get real. It's because they usually are. And no one was drinking Paulino's version of events up and letting him off the hook. 
the tab had come due for this guy. Little League Baseball took tough, decisive action. Danny Almonte, the wonderkind of the Bronx Baby Bombers, was retroactively declared ineligible. The championship wins that the team bearing Rolando Paulino's name had achieved, the victories that had echoed through the cheers of the Bronx faithful, were mercilessly erased from the books. The Rolando Paulino All-Stars had to forfeit all their wins in tournament play, a bitter pill to swallow for the kids and certainly for their baseball-obsessed coach. But the repercussions didn't stop there. Under Little League rules, it is the coach of the team who is the gatekeeper of player eligibility. And in the realm of fairness, Rolando Paulino was therefore held responsible for the Danny Almonte age falsification scandal right alongside his once best friend, Felipe Almonte. Lance Van Auken, the Little League Director of Media Relations, expressed his dismay at Rolando Paulino's negligence, saying he couldn't recall a case of age tampering in the history of the Little League World Series. And Little League President Stephen D. Keener was even more biting in his indictment of Rolando and Felipe, saying anyone who would knowingly undermine the trust in Little League is guilty of doing serious harm to children, and that their exploitation of Danny had been contemptible and despicable. Things went from bad to worse for Rolando Paulino as the Little League investigated the other claims coming to light about his coaching. First, it was uncovered that Paulino had a history of cheating, having been previously stripped of a title with a Dominican team all the way back in 1988 because he had six overage players. Six, y'all, six. Then a New York Times investigation uncovered that another player on the same team as Danny, a catcher named Francisco Pena, shouldn't have been eligible to play in the 2001 Little League World Series either. According to the Times, Pena had been brought in directly from the Dominican Republic just before the start of the series. Like a ringer, someone with special and specific skills who was brought in to fill a specific purpose without other people knowing, which is a big no-no. Certainly didn't give him enough time to participate in six Little League games prior to the championship, just like Danny, and would have axed the team's winning record in and of itself. Yep, there was no doubt about it. Coach Rolando Paulino had definitely played dirty. Fortunately, Francisco Pena wasn't as marred by the scandal as Danny Almonte. Pena, who had been dragged into the scandalous exposure later on, seemed to float above it going on to sign with the New York Mets in 2007. When asked about the whole Little League World Series scandal retrospectively by MLB.com, he said, My parents didn't know how it worked. It was a messed up decision our family got into. It was a crazy moment in our lives. That crazy moment didn't haunt Coach Rolando Paulino as much as it maybe should have. While the 2001 scandal got him a lifetime ban from Little League International, to this day, he still coaches youth baseball in the South Bronx and he intends to until his projected retirement after 50 years of coaching in 2027. His League of 24 teams, still bearing his name, Liga Paulino, has approximately 400 players and receives support from the Yankees. How is this possible for someone proven guilty to continue to operate in youth baseball, you ask? Well, it might sound crazy that a dirty player got to continue in the space, but let's break it down. Youth baseball is not one organized, simplistic blob moving as a perfect unit, like a dollop of slime in the hands of a toddler. It is a complicated, tangled web of independent leagues with very little oversight. 
I'm talking blender not clicked into the base level chaos. This lack of order in youth baseball is why coach Rolando Paulino can be banned from Little League International and from taking his teams to Williamsport for the World Series, yet still get New York City permits to bring all-star teams to the Caribbean and all over the United States. Of course, the ban by Little League International has hurt Rolando Paulino. He claims he even contemplated suicide, whispering to then ESPN reporter Dan Lebertard in one interview, I was so depressed, I thought about taking my life, but I wouldn't give them the pleasure. After all, no one knows better than Paulino does that the trail of youth baseball glory ultimately has to travel through Williamsport, where TV exposure has turned the nonprofit Children's Little League World Series tournament into a multi-million dollar industry. For Paulino, who works as a taxi cab driver to make ends meet, to be excluded from a piece of that rich baseball pie must be hard to bear. Paulino has said in interviews that he has written letters to Williamsport requesting Little League reinstatement, but never heard back. When the Daily News looked into this claim, however, it turned out not to be the case. Just another Rolando Paulino lie. Little League International has not received any recent requests from Mr. Paulino asking to be reinstated as an eligible coach in the Little League program, the statement from Williamsport read. We remain committed to the decision made in 2001 by the Little League International Tournament Committee that removed him from serving as league president and bans him for life from volunteering in our program. As the matter was closed in 2001, we have no further comment on the situation. Alex Perez, the vice president of Inwood Little League in North Manhattan, strongly agrees with Little League International's decision to neither reinstate nor forgive Rolando Paulino. Perez, who says his teams of largely Hispanic players are still stigmatized as a result of what Rolando Paulino enabled at the 2001 Little League World Series, is outraged at the thought of it. When you cheat for so many years and so blatantly, what do you think is going to happen, says Perez, who has worked with Inwood Little League since 1997. Nobody wants to play him. You're going to force people to play him in your tournaments, and everybody is going to say, there's an issue here. Rolando Paulino's history will forever leave him a polarizing figure, both outside and inside the youth baseball community. While some people in the Bronx still view him as a hero, getting youth involved in baseball instead of gangs, his cheating overshadows his good works. Because, of course, the Paulino's cheating opened the door for blanket discriminatory practices. Pitcher Danny Almonte's falsified birth certificate, the biggest scandal in Little League history perpetrated by Rolando Paulino and Felipe Almonte, remains a source of animosity and justification for stereotypes, while depressing ramifications still felt by Hispanic youth teams traveling outside New York. Anytime you take a team out of New York that's good, and you go into the suburbs and, you know, play a bunch of white kids, right away it's, is this kid legal? Coach Alex Perez says. That sure takes any sweetener right out of the juice for me when it comes to Rolando Paulino's legacy. Of course, it's also worth our taking a moment to consider if all the blame can be laid at Rolando Paulino's feet for discrimination in Little League Baseball since the 2001 scandal. I mean, why exactly was it that Danny was under such scrutiny in the first place, for example? Was it just because he was big and pitched a mean fastball? Or was something uglier at work? Red Sox star and Dominican native Pedro Martinez has his own theory about what happened at the Little League World Series in 2001. It's just because Danny kicked everybody's ass that people complained. He comes from the Dominican Republic mountains, goes to New York, gets the opportunity to play, and he gets all the crap America has to offer just because he's good. Ouch. 
That's a pretty damning theory for Little League if it holds any truth. And sadly, it just might. Several Little League officials even admitted that Danny wasn't the absolute biggest playing in Little League the year of the scandal. There were, in fact, plenty of Anglo players who were bigger, but nobody investigated their age or eligibility. Why not? I'm not justifying Rolando Paulino's cheating at all, but when the embittered coach Rolando Paulino said, our players don't have the blonde hair, the blue eyes, and the perfect English, this never happens if we have those things, maybe just maybe, it's the most truthful thing he said. With the Bronx Baby Bombers' records wiped clean, the Little League world was left grappling with the fallout of the Danny Almonte scandal. A prodigy's trajectory was abruptly brought to a halt. Danny's father was facing the Dominican officials' wrath. Coach Rolando Paulino had inadvertently opened the door even wider for discrimination against Hispanic kids in youth baseball by breaking the rules, and the credibility of the beloved Little League was left in tatters. Now everyone grab your glass and drink up in preparation for the big reveal I know you're all waiting for. What happened to Danny Almonte, the kid caught up in all these adults' dirty games? The kid who in a 2014 ESPN documentary sadly acknowledged even years after the scandal broke that the bad thing is my coach Paulino and my dad they knew what they were going to get into. I wish this never happened, but it happened to me, and God knows what he does to me. Crushing words from someone who really never knowingly did anything wrong, but bore so much of the brunt for others' bad behavior. Well, here's some good news. At the beginning of this episode, I promised that I'd help clear your palate, remember? Having been exonerated of any responsibility for cheating, Danny's friends and supporters came out in droves. In fact, a Bronx dentist went so far as to sponsor Danny's coaching under Fred Cambria, a $40 an hour pitching coach who used to work for the San Diego Padres. Danny continued to train hard while finishing out high school, but ultimately the little unit didn't wind up making it to the bigs. Danny entered the 2006 MLB draft, but wasn't drafted. So what does a kid do who has trained so hard and come through so much adversity only to miss the cut? Crumple under disappointment? Unlikely. Just as he stepped up to the mound in 2001 and delivered a pitching performance exceptional for any age, Danny Almonte kept going in pursuit of his dream to continue his lifelong love affair with baseball independent of anyone else's string pulling or expectations. At heart, he was still that kid who batted bottle caps with broomsticks for fun. And he was still an ethical, clean player. I've got to prove myself, Danny Almonte said. Whatever happened in the past happened. I've got to become a better man now. Danny pushed on, attending junior college and playing baseball in the Independent Frontier League, which is a minor league. But hey, he was still playing baseball and getting paid and having fun. After junior college, Danny then got the chance to play baseball at Western Oklahoma State College. He was able to showcase his amazing fluid arm from the mound once again. He also hit 32 home runs in his two seasons there. This made him one of the leading hitters in the country, in addition to seeing success on the mound. So Danny Almonte never made it to the majors in baseball, but he did go back to his high school alma mater, James Monroe High in Brooklyn, 
and he did become an assistant coach there, passing on his love for the game to the next generation. As far as this sports-loving juice aficionado is concerned, that is a major league winning legacy for Danny Almonte. Let's drink to that, my friends. Join me for the next juicy scandal by subscribing to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Until then, I'll be staying hydrated and minding my own business, not Playing Dirty Sports Scandals is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, Never Ever Productions, and Workhouse Media from executive producers Dan Patrick, Paul Anderson, Nick Panella, Maya Glickman, and Jennifer Clary. Hosted by Jay Harris. Written and produced by Jen Brown, Francie Hakes, Maya Glickman, and Jennifer Clary. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information you ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in you crave wide open spaces the chance to chase your own dinner or just breathe clean air well listen up there's a whole world out there waiting and finding your piece of it just got easier head over to land.com they've got ranches forests, mountains you name it search by acreage price location they've got it all no matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality so quit dreaming head over to land.com Find your open space and get out there. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.